It's a lot of pressure to be named after one of the most famous composers in all of music history. But for Ludwig Göransson, he does more than pass the test. Composer, record producer, conductor. Ludwig's musical appetite has spanned across multiple media types, including film, TV, and music. So while Beethoven has for Elise, Göransson has an Oscar bitch. Take that. Welcome to Cinematic Symphony. I am so glad to have everybody here. As some of you know, I am the creator behind the series, but I started this because one, I just love talking about music, film, TV, Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, dogs. But two, I just wanted to have a fun project to do with my friends slash my podcast fam. Now, This is a very much different experience for me as those who are coming over from my other show, She Will Rock You. I have a co-host slash best friend, Leah, right beside me as I walk through an artist's life and she reacts to it. But now it's just me alone with my thoughts. Like, who do I tell jokes to? Because I need validation for my jokes. Anyway, you're not here to be a part of the beginning stages of my existential dread. You're here because you want to hear about our next composer in this series. So do I. So let me not deprive you any longer. Let's take a look at Ludwig Göransson. I want to start off with a statement, an opening question, if you will. Why choose Ludwig? Because you're going to hear some other names coming down the pipeline, like our dear friend John Williams, who have just been in the game for decades and decades. But in comparison, Ludwig's a newer composer on the block and in the mainstream media world. Does he deserve to be lumped in with the great stars of cinematic film scoring? Well, I could answer you and say, this is my show, damn it. I do what I want. But mm, that's cop out. So I'll answer that question, but first let's talk about Ludwig and how did he become Grogu's personal minstrel? So Ludwig Göransson was born on September 1st, 1984 in Linkoping, Sweden. Now it's evident at a young age that this dude has some musical chops. I mean, his dad was a guitar teacher, so he had that going for him, but he was so good that he actually graduated from Stockholm Royal College of Music. Now, I'm assuming when royals attached to any type of school, it means like you're the best of the best. You can play for like a king and queen at your leisure. But after school, he moves to LA and goes to University of Southern California, where he meets a new friend named Ryan Coogler. Now, some of you film buffs, your ears just perked. You got a little excited. But for those who are new to the story, let me explain. Ryan Coogler and Ludwig Göransson are pretty much going to make big changes in the 2010 film industry. But first, it starts with a short film project that Ryan directed called Fig, in which Göransson scored the music for. Now, once he graduated USC, he starts working under Theodore Shorpiro, who has scored films such as The Devil Wears Prada and Tropic Thunder. But his big break actually comes from one of my favorite favorite shows of all time, Community, which I don't know about you, but that feels on brand. 
And after this moment from 2009 onward, this dude's career just takes off. But before we get into accolade after accolade, let's talk about key partnerships and collaborators. Let's start with Ryan Coogler. These two have been working together for quite a bit of time to the point where Ryan is, Ludwig also is. It starts with Ryan's first movie, Fruitvale Station, which starred Michael B. Jordan. The film killed it at Sundance and Canes, but the big break for both of them comes from a movie called Creed. Now, it still blows my mind that Ryan Coogler and Ludwig Gorenson were allowed to creatively, in their respective roles, get the authority to make this film. And not only do they get to make it, they brought it home. This is also a pinnacle time where I also see Ludwig's composing style come forward. But a little bit about Creed. It's a film that's a spinoff slash reboot of the Rocky franchise. But this time it's all from the perspective of Apollo Creed's son, Adonis Johnson. While it has the same backdrop of Philadelphia, Adonis has lived a different experience and time instead of Rocky Balboa. This meant the music had a big task ahead of it. It had to embody both the inspiring movements and fanfare of the original Rocky music, but also tie in the modern Philadelphia from a black perspective. And what we see is Ludwig perfectly marrying these two musical styles. And what else but a training montage scene. This is the very big scene in every Rocky franchise where the hero realizes he can do it. He can win. And while due to copyright, I can't play you the music. The track is called Lord Knows slash Fighting Stronger. But let me set you up. And spoilers ahead if you haven't seen the movie. The montage starts off with Rocky receiving chemo in a hospital. And he turns to Adonis and is like, yo, do some of your shadow box punches for practice. And as he's doing that, we then flip over to the classic montage scenes with a little bit of a different twist. We first see Adonis training up and down stairs in the hospital. Then we go to Adonis training at a gym. Then we flash over to the opponent training at his gym. And then we get a touching moment of Adonis helping Rocky around his house as he's weak from the cancer treatments. All of these scenes are happening with that classic fanfare we all know and love in the Rocky universe. But then this montage goes to Adonis running in his neighborhood. Then the beat drops and we get this incredible mix of a reinterpreted Rocky fanfare along with Meek Mills rapping on top of the beat. And while Adonis is running, the kids on the street grab their motorcycles and ATVs, Uber ride shares, and they just start going right behind him because this, this is their Rocky. Then we see a slow down Adonis running with a little piano interlude before it bursts into a joyous chorus of fighting strong. That's that's all you're getting. That's not even close to what it sounds like, but you know, whatever. Um, the fanfare though is present. The rap beat is present and it swirls together to a point where it honestly almost makes you cry. I mean, I know when I was in the theater first seeing this, I may have had some tears swollen up, but that is what Ludwig's music did. He fused the message and reminded us that we can fight strong, whether an athlete or dealing with an illness. He did that through music. Okay, so I know you're like, uh, thanks for explaining without letting me hear it. Well, go to YouTube and type in Creed training montage and watch it for yourself. Do you know what kind of budget I'm working on here? Zero, okay? 
got to work with what you got. So you got me kind of explaining it with little, uh, that's all you get. From here, Ludwig's career would take off and just further explode in the Disney property verse, starting with Black Panther, another incredible score that unfortunately do not have time to talk about. He then hops over to Mandalorian, which gives us the bop of a theme song that I have literally played over and over again. Then other films come along that have the privilege of courting him. Which brings me to another point. Do you remember when I said multiple medias? Yeah, this is where that steps in. Because Ludwig Gorenson is also an incredible music producer. I mean, did we have a doubt? But but then this is a composer podcast about film. Why are you talking about music? Well, you know what? I'm laying down the card because it's my show, damn it. And I do what I want. But look, but look, indulge me for a second. There's another partnership that we have to talk about. And it is my dude, Donald Glover, i.e. Childish Gambino. My theory is they met on community. I mean, it'd be weird if they met at like a random Starbucks and they both happen to order the same thing. And, you know, the Starbucks guy calls for like a nice macchiato and Donald Glover goes to reach for it. Ludwig goes to reach for it. And then they flip it over and they see that the name is uh, Luke, Luke Vig or something like that, because they always spell the name wrong. And then it was just musical bliss from there forward. But according to Wiki, anything Childish Gambino has produced, Ludwig has been there with him at the helm, all the way to a 2010 mixtape Gambino did called Cul-de-Sac. Now, if you know anything about me, if you can't tell by the tone of my voice, I am a huge Childish Gambino fan. So yeah, I'm going to nerd off for a second. But when you listen to Childish Gambino songs, like, any of them. You hear what he and Gambino crafted. It is these beautiful, unique instrumental beats, which is really cool and not often used sounds. But through this, Ludwig goes on and signs a management composer deal with Jay-Z's Rock Nation, which is pretty dope. And he has worked with numerous of artists in the industry, including Hello, Adele, get it, get it, uh, Vampire Weekend, Travis Scott, Alicia Keys, just to kind of name a few there. So while I could keep talking about this, I think it's a good place to leave the story for a bit, kind of a little bit unfinished because he clearly is in the heat of his career. I don't see that stopping anytime soon, but I want to go back to my original thesis. Why Ludwig? Why talk about him now while his career is very much ongoing? Well, I think Ludwig in his 38 years or however long he's been in the music industry has done a very important thing. He has established his own style slash brand. It's when you go to a theater and you have that spidey sense and it's like, did Ludwig write this music? I think Ludwig write this music. This sounds like a Ludwig jam. And this is something I would argue is the calling card of all great composers. You see, Ludwig seems to have his ear to the ground and a pulse check on U.S. music. And he has an extensive career of working in the rap and R&B industry as much as an extensive career in TV and film. And he finds a way to tie those two worlds together and often feeds off of their energies. Some of his produced songs like This Is America by Childish Gambino has an almost cinematic build to it, which I also credit the genius of Don Glover as well, since he is an actor. Some of his scores bring in drums, beats, and rhythms that have been tied to rap and R&B such as Black Panthers. I mean, hello, literally one of the best scores I have ever heard. 
and a great representation of black and African music, in my opinion. I would even argue that before Ludwig, these worlds didn't overlap a whole lot, but because the internet, that's a childish Gambino joke for anyone listening. He is one of the first composers who come from modern times and pulls music medias from across the table and crafts a unique sound. And that's how Ludwig Gornson became better than Ludwig Beethoven. Oh God, they're coming for me. Go to commercial. I'm Ethan Simi. And I'm Ben Lahorn. And we are the hosts of 24 Minutes of A24, a podcast about the movie and television library of A24. This place rules. So come join us in the green room every single Friday as we review both past A24 projects and the latest talks of the A24 town. We've even heard of some people entering a state of euphoria while listening to us. So come on, come on with us as we talk about both the uncut gems and the A24 projects that are everything, everywhere, all at once. It's a guaranteed good time, even if we usually run longer than 24 minutes, which is basically every single time. We try our hardest to take some funny pages out of our podcasting book and A24 knowledge and live the high life here on the pod. So whether you're joining us in Midsommar or you've been listening to us all throughout your past lives, we can't wait for you to join us every week. Be sure to tune in every Friday on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anywhere else podcasts are, and even YouTube to join in on the A24 fun. 11 A24 project references, man. We did it. And I think this might be the first time the pod has ever been under 24 minutes. We did it, Ben. We did it. Wow. Hi, I'm Leah. And I'm Beth Ann. And we're She Will Rock You. She Will Rock You is a bi-weekly podcast about rock history. Each episode, we talk about an artist and their lives, but we do it a little differently. You see, we noticed there was a lack of ladies hosting music podcasts, so we wanted to fix it. And here we are, two badass millennial ladies talking about rock music our parents wouldn't let us listen to. As a bonus, you'll even get our beer recommendations at the end. Find us wherever you listen to podcasts. And remember, don't don't do drugs! I'm David Thompson. I'm Jack Pews. I'm Kleinfeld. I'm Thomas Carter Rochester. And this is Reckless Rebellion. A podcast with enough chaotic energy to fuel a Death Star. Join us weekly as we dive into all the corners of the galaxy. With book clubs, drafts, games, and reviews for each new episode of Star Wars content. Now this is podcasting. And here we are. The Roundtable. And I am joined by... Mr. John Williams, narrator, novelist, ghostwriter, aficionado, Thomas Carter Rochester. How you doing? I'm doing well. I am now a ghostwriter, so all my friends at the direct, boo. <laughs> I love that. So we are here. I have a lot to live up to because uh, Thomas smashed his John Williams um, roundtable, but I feel like talking about Ludwig is going to be just as awesome. So I guess like the first question out of the gate, um, you know, there's no denying like with Ludwig, he kind of fused a lot of different elements and styles into his music. And Mm -hmm. I guess the first question is what's kind of your favorite part. If you have one little spot or like one little soundtrack part that's in your head that you can think of, what's kind of your favorite right off the bat? That's tough. Okay, so 
in Black Panther, it still grips me because I, I had I've not seen any of the Creed movies. I've heard the soundtracks because they pop up on my Ludwig playlist and they're bangers, yeah. man. I don't know. I don't, it's <laughs> ice cold. The final round, it just comes in with some auto tune junk at the real beginning. Um, but black, it's it starts doing it's somewhere, and then the camera. I'm trying to remember how it is, but it's Killmonger's song, and it's about. Like a few, I think it's like 30 seconds into the actual track. But in the movie, it's like right there before the final battle. And mm. you're following a couple of ships and they come up out of the ground. They come up and they spread their wings and goes like. And it's just like in the movie theater, the bass and the snare are just going. And then in the track, it's just not the same. Like even with audio adjustments that I've I've worked on, it is not the same. But that is like that is that that one, you know, it's like 15, 30 seconds is just that is all, everything I want in modern scores is mixing genres and styles into the movie. And he does that in a lot of his stuff. And I think as a big rap guy and loving the beat and the melody and how it can all kind of coalesce together. That's the that's it's the Ludwig way. This is no, I way. agree. I think we I talk about this as you you don't know because you haven't heard it yet. But I talk about this in the um, bio part of Ludwig, like Ludwig and uh, Ryan Coogler is the dream team, like mm. the absolute dream team. And like, like with the Killmonger kind of theme that's throughout the film. My favorite part is whenever he's like ascending the throne and the camera starts twisting and it just yeah. goes perfectly with the beat. It's like this perfect villain arc that you just was like, yeah, I actually want this guy to now take over. Cause that just looks so cool. <laughs> <It was a laughs> um, I think that's a very big thing with Ludwig is his genre mixing. I mean, the guy has had such an expansive career and he's only 38. Like um, I'm 31 and I launched a second podcast. So I guess that's like the same, <laughs> but, uh, no, the dude is like on fire and yeah, he does pull a lot of the rap influence, the R and B influences and just finds a way to like redo cinema. Cause I feel like he pulls some old stuff, like some old hat tricks, if you will, of music theory, but he brings so much new to the table as well. Yeah. It's true. And I mean, whether he's like, even in Star Wars, it's like he's going to classic stuff. But the if you've seen the okay, it's the mouthful, the Disney gallery, the making of the Mandalorian or making of Star Wars, the Mandalorian, whatever. I don't know. Just call Mm -hmm. it making the Mandalorian. Stop adding stuff in front of it. Disney. (laughs) Star Uh, Wars, Lucasfilm, making of Mandalorian. Part nine. Times four, three, two. Directed by, by John seven. Favreau. Um, <laughs> oh, it's only natural. Then uh, <laughs> there, you see he's like using so many different instruments, instruments that aren't ever used, some that aren't known of. He made his own little guitar out of a cigar box to do a specific sound that he wanted to do. And he is his experimental side of music theory is probably what makes... It's my favorite thing about him because John Williams is classical in a lot of stuff, but he also was trying to reinvent things and take cues from other people. And Ludwig is just like, ah, I'm going to make some new shit up. Fuck it. 
I had no clue he fucking invented an instrument, but it also does not surprise me. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, he made like a guitar out of a cigar box. A good, yeah, that's pretty average. But there's also some other stuff Holy he does shit. with like, with like, you got to watch it. It's a big old, like, old school track, and he's just like hitting stuff to get sound effects. Like, he's playing with knobs and buttons, yeah. bells and whistles and rods, and just getting like hums into everything. Dude, it's it's insane. I really wish I could watch him create the song "A Friend," which is Luke Skywalker's legend theme in mm-hmm. uh, season two finale of Mando, because there's a lot going on in there. Oh, also, Dark Troopers um, is like an EDM Star Wars song. I don't think I've heard that one, but I I believe it though. You, have you not- seen? Hold on, have you seen the Mandalorian? I've seen the Mandalorian. Hold on, the Dark Troopers. So the robots. Uh, season two, when they go to get baby Grogu, but also okay. when, I know what you're talking about now. Okay, I I loosely remember this happening, but I also haven't seen season two in a couple years. So, but literally, it goes back to that. Like the way he doggy, yeah, Mia is in here because she's upset that she cannot get the baby raccoon that's in my forest right now. So. She's being quarantined with me. Um, but yeah, like going back to Ludwig, like he just, the dude knows sound unlike anyone I've ever seen. Cause he's like part, like you were saying, part composer, part beats maker, part sound effects guy. Yeah. Like, I don't think we've really have had a mix like this in movie composing before that I can think of. Maybe Trent Reznor got a little bit close to it. God, that's a name but I haven't heard in a long time. <laughs> I've heard that name in 86 years. No, like seriously, like that's the only two I can think that like remotely get close to that. What he's doing. Well, what is your favorite? I mean, I, I already know the answer to this. I don't know why I'm okay. asking it, but you know, might as well. What's your favorite score from Ludwig? Like total score? Yeah, or- like there's like the Mandalorian score or like something from black panther Mm. Mm. that's tough uh black panther is i don't know how to describe the feelings i have when i listen to just that whole entire thing even the there's subtle cues in there um the mandalorian is so expansive that that's not fair there's like so many different soundtracks you'd i'd feel better picking random songs here and there um but Black Panther is probably going to be my pick just because it's a classic. You have, you know, uh, Wakanda, you know, Welcome to Wakanda. It's just, I, I think, technically just called Wakanda. Uh, Killmonger, right? I, I I mean, even Wakanda Forever's soundtrack. Mm-hmm. It might be better, but I haven't listened to it front to back the same way. But I write, like we talk about inspiring. I used to listen and write papers to the... Michael Giacchino's Star Wars, the original soundtrack, 2009 movie. And I would I got to the point where I played like se- only seven songs from it because they were the ones that got me ready to go. Mm-hmm. I can listen to all of Black Panther and write. And I've written script outlines and scripts to that song uh, to that because it just inspires like a whole new level yeah. of creativity in me and Killmonger song thing i didn't mention i'm glad we got back to it yes i picked it just for this reason <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, thank you for for asking yes about <laughs> clue monger 
when the beat drops in that, there's also a dope set of strings on top. And if you know me, you know I love strings. It's just like and beneath it's just this fucking banging bass beat and drum beat going. Yeah. Yeah. No, I also would probably agree with Black Panther and for very similar reasons. Like I feel like there's some artists that like really like you were saying kind of pull creativity out of me but also depending on what i'm writing in general like if mm -hmm. i'm like because i used to write a lot of like different novels and things like that not novels but you know stories and things like that i'd always specifically build a pot a playlist around what I'm trying to achieve and i think that is the power of music and i could easily see with ludwig like that whole album working in that favor because it's so charged with like not just emotions in general but like it is charged with like different types of instruments and different types of sounds and he pulls a lot of like you know there's rap influence but there's also this cinematic piece like it's just it's it's literally just this perfect blend that you just don't really hear like mm -hmm. you just don't really hear it in cinema today so I'm looking at his uh, filmography. He also did the Central Intelligence score, which I'm not going to lie. I don't remember that movie. It was one of those rock <laughs> Kevin Hart buddy comedies of the 1990s. Uh, <laughs> but I'm looking at it and I totally forgot that he'd scored Tenet. And there's a couple things yeah. in Tenet that like sound effects wise leans into that Hans Zimmer love that Nolan obviously has. Uh, and honestly, I think now I really want to go back and rewatch this mm -hmm. whole movie. Also, fun tidbit, he Ooh. got his break in mm -hmm. Community, the TV show. Yeah? Literally did not know this until I started my research. That's literally, and I think that's how he met Donald Glover. I mean, I would assume so, because he did Childish Gambino. He has done every Childish Gambino, like, soundtrack. Everything Childish Gambino has put out, Ludwig produced. Like that is his other partner in crime. I had no idea. Yeah, what? dude, dude, go look at his discography. It's all just Childish Gambino. He has produced every single thing. That is, what? Hold but on. it makes sense though now, doesn't it? When you're listening to like a Black Panther, you know, score, and you're listening to Childish Gambino, they kind of have like I'll go back and I'm like, while they're not similar, you can see where the ideas are churning between the two. Yeah, I'm gonna be dead honest. Apple Music is not cool right now. It's all it's all it has when I click on albums are his film scores. Not a single yeah. childish. If you Gambino go on Wiki, on go on his disc discography page. It's nuts. It is just nuts what this dude has done. Dude, get it together, Apple Music. But also, um, yeah, I see down here on like about. He met Gambino slash Glover uh, on the set of Community, and Glover asked him to co-produce his debut album, Camp. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. He also did his mixtape, too, before Camp came out. Okay. Called Cul-de-Sac, but yeah, I could see that. And they've just, they're like thick as thieves. Like, those dudes just write together, and it's so cool. That's amazing. And really quick, shout out to Trolls. Um, I don't see the whole album in here, like, which is weird. Uh, Did Ludwig touch trolls? 
uh, yeah so rock and roll rules is a song that comes on very frequently when i listen to uh ludwig i mean because i listen to so many film scores i don't like they'll just they'll turn on here and there and one of them is rock and roll rules with haim and ludwig Göransson. that's hilarious. and then there's yodel beat that he did also so uh let's see i wonder if i'm finding any other little nuggets in here oh also black panther the jabari love it love mm -hmm. that so much i'm not uh seeing any other special i said that and now i'm trying to figure out what this is from inner workings whatever that is he did inner workings yeah he's done a lot of films i didn't expect him to do like oh, now i'm not gonna now i'm gonna pull up his apple music bro what the heck there's a Wonder Girl remix of Killmonger. Okay. Well, I think I'm about to play that. That sounds dope. Okay. So the dude has worked on the music end of things, worked with Chance the Rapper, Haim. I don't know who that is, so I'm going to move on. Haim? Uh, Haim. Or yeah. I know who Haim is. Oh. There's another person named Sayla Sue, but. I don't really know who that is. Uh, I um, think she's a help uh, part of Wakanda Forever, actually. Is she? I think so. I just like saw an actress or singing. Singing. Oh, okay, cool. Um, Vince Staples, I know that name. Vampire Weekend, Alicia Keys, Travis Scott, and Adele. Oh wow! He was a co-writer on two of the songs for her album Thirty. That's dope. Isn't that like super dope? Yeah, so, yeah a, a lot of those, a lot of those are in um, Creed. You just list off a good amount of people who are in the Creed soundtrack. Oh, that's like, a good point. Like you listen to the Creed soundtrack, and almost mm -hmm. every single song has a singer involved. Yeah, and and co-produced in there with uh, Ludwig. Mm. He also got his start. Like he was working with a Theodore Shapiro was his name. The mm -hmm. very first film he worked on with Theodore under him was Marley and Me, Aww. which is so cute. I know. But he's done so many films that I would have never thought he would have done. Like you were mentioning doing uh, Central Intelligence. He's done Venom. Trolls World Tour, Bad Trip, Turning Red. He did the music for Turning Red. Yeah. And what I'm excited to hear is he did Oppenheimer. Yes. I'm glad Ludwig you brought that up. Ludwig takes on Oppenheimer. Ludwig oh. and Nolan back together again, dude. I'm so excited. And I think that's a good pairing, too. That's, here we go, filmography. Yeah, songwriting and production credits. He's got a lot of those. I'm telling you. You look at that page and you're like, one. God damn it. He's 38. How? <laughs> <laughs> For real. He did year one, dude. Yeah. I'm going to go watch 30 minutes or less. I've been uh -huh. living. I have been living with this man in my life for so long and didn't know it. And didn't even know it. Didn't even know didn't it. Even know I it. thought it was just Star Wars. It's not. It goes so much deeper than that, Thomas. He was watching over you as a baby. <laughs> he was your... Guardian Swedish Ludwig Angel. Ludwig Angel. 
He would have been like seven when I was born. So I guess. Sure. <laughs> Death Wish. Mm-hmm. I did not know he did Venom. That's actually that a, that's a, that's a sad face on that one. If I'm being honest. I didn't, like I didn't see it. I didn't see Venom. I just. <sighs> it's, okay. it's mediocre. Yeah. Yeah. Josh went to go see it and he was like, you want to go? And I'm like, hmm. Probably Happy not. Endings. Why do I feel like I saw happy endings? Eliza Cooper. <gasps> oh, this was an awesome. Did you ever watch happy endings? God, he's no. been in my life for so long. Literally watching you like go through his page is bringing so much joy. <laughs> you are just like you. You are literally finding out right now that Santa Claus is like maybe real. He's real. And it's like, oh. You know, there's some, yeah. there's some happiness going on here. Um, no, I have not seen happy endings. I don't know if you can find it anywhere. Uh, it didn't last very long, but it had a couple of great actors um, that I've been following for a couple from a, for a couple different TV shows, actually. Uh, Damon Wayans Jr. is in it. Uh, Eliza Coop. And she was in the Scrubs. Uh, final season, which was called Scrubs Interns. Okay. Um, ABC wanted a 10th season and they're like, um, how about we just like make a whole new show? Cause that's better. Um, and it's kind of like friends and how I met your mother. It's just like 30 somethings year olds in Chicago, living the life, sleeping around, you know, as one does. It's friends. It's basically, it's, it's friends. <laughs> it's, it's friends and how I met your mother. Yeah. <laughs> I think one of them is married and then and it's, it's a lot of fun. That's cool. That's cool. So my next question is, and I think this is going to fit based off that we're learning that like Ludwig has been in your life this entire time. If you can take one nominal day-to-day task and have Ludwig put music to it, what would it be? Okay, mm, that's a good one. One, just one task. It's Okay, mm. Trying to think, like I feel like driving, because there's a lot of different versions of Thomas driving, right? Uh, there's there's <laughs> there's road rage. There's I'm trying to get to this appointment. There's why are you going thirty in a forty five? That's a song title, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> It's gonna be a all the all the violins are gonna be forte forte piano piano forte forte piano piano. It's just gonna be like slaying metal with a couple violins on top, and then there's me just like casually not caring about anything in the world and cracking jokes and laughing at myself, and he you know to get the dun dun dun. Uh, it'd probably be driving <laughs> gotta have a wamp in there you know you always wamp. gotta throw a wamp there's always uh, an opportunity for a wamp that's what i've always said yeah i i, I think driving driving is probably the the, the best one because like everything else fuck it who cares honestly <laughs> <laughs> good answer good answer so i think mine and you're gonna say wait this isn't a nominal day-to-day. Um, 
newsflash it is for me and that's when i just kind of stare into space <laughs> at work Ooh, and literally funny. just like there's probably a good five minutes a day where i just look off into the distance and i just start thinking about other things and usually they start going down the essential crisis rabbit hole so oh, that's yeah. where i want ludwig that's where i want him to be because that is when i need him the most because my brain is thinking of all different things and i need some music to it that's fair. Um, I think that's also why I went with driving because, boy, am I driving a lot, A, and B. That's my safe place. That's where I do all of my thinking. It's where all the Tourette's comes out. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> fair. It's like, a, what was it, from Rick and Morty? I'm listening to human music. Just turn off, turn off your brain. Human music. <laughs> it's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> And the last question I have, I also want to note that I made a segment and I should have known better. It was called Two Truths and a Ludwig. And I was going to give you like three different titles and see if you could guess which one he did not work on. But then we went down the rabbit hole and that was more fun. So it worked out. But I was very proud of that title. Two Truths and a Ludwig. Like Two but Truths and a wait, Lie. Do, yeah, let's let's do it anyway. Okay. <laughs> You already know the answers, though. Oh. All right. Oh, have we listed them all? <laughs> yeah. So, like, for film scores, which one has Ludwig not worked on? A, Creed. B, Bridesmaid. C, Marley and Me. Okay, yeah, Bridesmaid. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, <laughs> Which I did already know. So Fair enough, fair enough. I would have just been thrown. <laughs> I'd have been thrown on Marley and me. Damn it, Thomas. If we didn't get two OCD people on this podcast, man, we could have pulled that off. If we didn't have a <laughs> raccoon and a squirrel brain happening right now. Bro, <laughs> leave it to the OCD people to be like, wait a second. And just like go 30 minutes off trail. Like, <laughs> I think I remember when he did this. <laughs> you remember that one show that no one watched but me? <laughs> yeah, you should watch it yeah no exactly um so instead let me go with this question if you had to give an elevator pitch to convince someone to listen to ludwig what would it be you're an evangel even no, i probably shouldn't go that route a you are evangelicist some- <laughs> of, of the church of gorison Amen. <laughs> oh, See, that man. church service would be lit. I would be. Let's do worship for three hours, man. Let's go. I don't know about you, but I spent. <laughs> I could spend three hours a day listening to anything by Ludwig. I do it with John Williams all the time. Okay, that's true. All right. Uh, elevator pitch: Childish Gambino, Chance the Rapper, Adele, T Mills, ASAP Rocky. Star Wars, Black Panther, comedy movies. What more do you fucking want? It's Ludwig. Excellent. Excellent. I think my elevator pitch would be something along the lines of, do you want a composer that's not just always going to do the same fucking piano sound that's like in a cave which I love that style. I will have to say Oliver Arnold is my favorite composer. But besides that, um, do you want something that's totally different? Something you haven't heard in composing before? Well, my friend, Ludwig Gorson is the man you need to hear. There mm. you go. I love it. S- simple. 
simple to the point. First, Ludwig says, you know, we could do a whole, <laughs> we could do a whole bit on this. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much wraps up the round table. Thomas, a pleasure as always. And if you could give the audience your little plugins and tags. Well, because I'm here, I have to ask my favorite question. Oh, God. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, <laughs> this, this is like a serial question on She Will Rock You. <laughs> <laughs> it's the evergreen question, man. Um, <laughs> oh, I love <love-up> Borky. <laughs> if, uh, what song from Ludwig Gornson's entire, and see, now I didn't know about the rap, like, pop music stuff so my whole ideas are what i'm gonna pick ain't that but i should go change my answer later on in the world when i go listen to all these songs and albums mm-hmm. that he's done mm-hmm. uh what song from ludwig Gornson's filmography discography repertoire would you have Good sex word. to you go first okay you ask the question so there is that little beat drop in Killmonger, right? That's a good one. That's an option. Um, but I really, I mean, my, my answer, I know my answer. So I'm trying to like fill time so you can, I'm trying to vamp here a little bit for you because I'm, I'm a lover and I want to help you out, my friend. Um, <laughs> I appreciate it. You're welcome. Uh, where the hell did it go? Oh my God. I lost the song. No. Uh, Wakanda. That that's a good one. That's a good start there. Um, welcome home. No, that's not it. This is I'm doing great here, kids. Ice cold. <laughs> Ice cold is one um, that is fantastic. And I don't remember the name of the song because I forgot to look it up. Oh no, is it running? No, you might find me. No, Ice cold. No, Drago's walkout. Also no. It's a song from Creed. And I only know that because of just the way the music was just hidden. Um, Which scene is it? Waiting for my moment. I don't. I don't uh, know. Okay. I've, again, I've not. One. I've not seen them, so that holds me back. But I'm gonna actually go with Con La Brisa from Wakanda Forever. Um, it is. Oh no! Come back, Mike. I don't want the lyrics. Uh, it's music from and inspired by actually from that album and it is if i'm not mistaken what they it's this when you're going into uh talokan and you're Mm -hmm. under the water for the first time that'd be a good one it's slow it's energetic and then it changes a little bit here in the middle somewhere and it's just like got a little bit more energy Mm -hmm. so there's a lot going on uh but I, you heard my pitch last week. I kind of like them slow. I think it's the Cancer Moon in me. I really enjoy the making love side of things. You want to feel it. I want to. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, that's that's hilarious. Okay, my choice, and I'm not going. I'm gonna go a little controversial because I'm not gonna go with the film score. Ooh, my immediate it. answer would be something from Creed, but I'm going to hold back. Instead, I also feel like this is a smidge cliche, but I'm going to do it anyway. Um, me and your mama from Childish Gambino's Awaken My Love album. 
Okay. But it's got this nice, like, funky bass that's going through it. I don't know. And the title, Me and Your Mama, it just seems to fit. That's fair. Uh, I see another song on that titled Redbone. Yeah, and... that's a good one. Yeah. I don't... Oh, really? See, I saw Redbone and instantly was like, that's probably you... a good one because Redbone. You don't know not... Redbone? No, I don't, but I know that that Redbone made Come and Get Your Love. So, like, instantaneously, I'm like, Redbone, gotta be a banger because Childish Gambino knows his history. Yeah, you gotta gotta go listen to that. That's your homework after this. That whole album, in my opinion, is really good. I, a little controversial, I like because the internet just a smidge more. But Awaken My Love is just so different. It's hard to compare them. Okay. But um, yeah, that's that's worth listening to. All right, Thomas, you got your question out of the way. Now tell the people where they can find you and ask more sex questions. When you'll be leading your sex Q&A, um, <laughs> seminars, I'm assuming, like that little Russian lady used to do in the 80s. Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna use my Russian accent. Put on uh, a lot of, you know, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna be a, uh, what, what do they call them now? It, drag queen. I'm just gonna be a drag queen <laughs> and do the, your your sex seminars, dude. I the South would love would that. Live if you did a drag queen persona as a sex Russian sex therapist. Nothing would make me happier. We're writing a script right now. This is happening <laughs> live, family. Uh, <laughs> you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at TC Rochester Act, T C R O C H E S T E R A C T. Uh, and then, of course, you can listen to me every week over on the Reckless Rebellion podcast, a podcast with enough chaotic energy to fuel a Death Star, all about the wars in the stars, with my boy, freshly married David Thompson. Sometimes he's there. Uh, my wedding homie, uh, attendee buddy, Paolo, maybe he's my son. Well, is still unconfirmed. Jack Pews <laughs> and soon to be married Canadian Hoth man himself, Klein felt, uh, we are always in the, I mean, listen, I live in star Wars. They just, they frequent their visitors. They're frequent visitors, frequent flyers of the galaxy. Uh, I just transport through the world between worlds, but you can find us on Twitter at Reckless Rebels, R-E-C-K-L-E-S-S-R-E-B-E-L-S. Bethann, where can everyone find you on these here social media platforms? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Bethann Tarpley, just as you see it spelled in the episode notes. Um, You also can find out about my other podcast, She Will Rock You, which I do with my co-host Leah. She will be, spoiler alert, next episode, I believe. Mm -hmm. Um, And you can find us at She Will Rock the Letter U pod on Twitter. And you can find... uh, the podcast on Instagram at Rocky Podcast. But other than that, Thomas, thanks for being on the roundtable. Of course, so man. glad us us t- two OCD people completely derailed the whole entire thing. It's- Just thirty minutes. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> wow! Wow! There's gonna wow. be so much dead silence. Of like, huh? huh. <laughs> no context. No, no context. context for the audience. <laughs> they don't need it, right? Do they? Need no, it? Ah, no. They'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, they'll, they'll figure it out. Sure enough, this is how we operate here. This is America. <laughs> That's right. This is America. <laughs> <laughs>
Symphony is a collaborative podcast between friends and fans of the movie and music world. This episode is all on me covering Ludwig Gornson. Podcast intro music and the Ludwig Gornson theme you are hearing right now was composed by me, Bethany Tarpley. You can find Cinematic Symphony on wherever you get your podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Good Pods. You can follow us on Twitter at Cinematic S-Y-M-Pod. See you next time.